This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, you may have heard Denver is electing a new mayor soon, but that's not the only question on our ballots this April, and the city council races are starting to heat up. Plus, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. We've got some ideas for how to celebrate Denver style. Our regular host, Bree Davies, is on vacation, so today it's me, producer Paul Caroli, and my friend and CPR host, Nathan Heffel, breaking down all the local stories that mattered this week. Today is Friday, February 10th, 2023. I'm Erin O'Toole, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the city where you can join the Mile High Club without having to get in a plane, leave the ground. Like, I, you're... You're laughing so quietly, Paul. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm aware of this phenomenon in the world. Nathan, are you familiar with the Mile High Club? Yes. Okay. I've okay. never experienced the Mile High Club, uh, at least up in the air. Exactly. But right. with our, our elevation in Denver, you <laughs> don't have to do anything. You know, birth rates are going down. I think <gasps> the Mile High Club might be losing members. Uh-oh. How about oh. that? Well, That's my take on the Mile High Club. <laughs> we all know what needs to be done people and you know, step to it <laughs> valentine's day coming up Jeez. i'm just saying <laughs> all right <laughs> hey it's friday so you know we're just having a, a good old time we're at westward i'm aaron o'toole i'm joined by our lead producer paul caroli hey paul hey, aaron. and that voice you just heard first time voice on citycast denver but if you listen to radio at all in the denver area you know him nathan heffel hello senior host uh, at cpr news see you're you're so young <laughs> to be a senior host. A senior host. Yeah. Well, all things considered needs a host, and I am that host. Yes. It's wonderful to have you here. Yeah, good to be here. We have lots of stuff to talk about, but I want to mention, actually, Paul, do you want to just share the CityCast news before we get into? Yes. The CityCast news is that we are growing and we are hiring. Um, we are looking for a senior account executive here in Denver to join our fast-growing media company. Um, so this is somebody who will be helping to take our ad sales game up a notch yeah. because we, we really need the help right now. So if you are that person or if you know that person, uh, we're going to put the link to that job listing in the show notes and please do spread that around because uh, we know that right person is out there. Yeah, definitely. So I want to talk about politics. We've got the election coming up and of course the mayoral election that's getting a lot of attention, lots of coverage. I wouldn't say a lot of endorsements are flowing yet. Phew, uh, yeah, yeah a, a couple are out there. Kelly Bruff, I believe, just got kind of a big, big endorsement. Yeah, she was endorsed by former Governor Bill Ritter this week. Yeah. 
Does that mean anything to you, Nathan? Well, I think anytime endorsements are given by someone that's a former governor, it's a big deal. Uh, but I think the big question is, are endorsements even a thing anymore, right? Are we still, you know, hitching our hat on the fact that endorsements are coming in? But uh, that could go either way. But I definitely think it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, there are. A lot of candidates running for mayor, 17 of them still in the race at this moment. I I thought Denverite had a really helpful piece on kind of like, how do you choose? Right. Yeah. So Denverite uh, reached out to four mayors, of course. You know, you know, the, all of the most recent mayors, you have Wellington Webb, you have uh, uh, Hickenlooper, yep. uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and just how do you go about running a city like this? And, and they had some really great uh, insight into that. Uh, but I think the big question right now is there are so many of them. I, I almost think it's going to like, you're going to have to like flip the ballot over to to see all of the, the the candidates that are currently running for mayor. I wonder if that's a big deal. I wonder if people are opening their ballots and being like, eh, I don't care. Whoever's at the top. <laughs> Whoever's first. Whatever. I would hope not. Like right. there, are, there are better reasons that are still bad that you could make that decision. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how people vote. Politics is so confusing. I've said this before, but I, I always get so turned around when it's politics season. Yeah. And especially with a field this big. And, you know, here at CityCast Denver, we are attempting to talk to each and every mayoral candidate. Mm-hmm. You can hear those on the weekends. They'll be in your feed, so make sure. And Paul, I know you're doing a lot of these conversations. What are some of the fun things that are standing out to you? I mean, we had, uh, last weekend we had Representative Leslie Harrod and we had uh, Renata Behrens, uh, who I spoke with, and I, I I have not had a chance to talk much about that, but that was such a joy to go to Windsor Gardens, the retirement community where she lives, <laughs> to track her down. She has zero presence on the internet. No one else had <laughs> talked to her. I knew nothing about her. I was going in totally cold. And just to like get to know this person who had the audacity to step forward to collect 300 signatures, which is 300 conversations where she is talking to real people and convincing them that she should be on the ballot and to get to know her like and she really was just a regular person totally unpolished like after the interview she was telling me like she was asking me like how how did I come off like what did you think (laughs) what did you think about that idea or this idea and it was just like I don't know if she's had a lot of time to like test these things out so it was just a fascinating experience I think that interview is um interesting to listen to I think it'd be impossible to come away from that and not know exactly how you want to vote uh on her um but all of these have been fun. I mean, we've got another couple running this weekend. Lisa Calderon, Bree spoke with earlier this week. Our host, Bree Davies, spoke with. Um, and then we should have another one. We're supposed to talk to him later today. I'm not going to say his name but because okay. I don't know. You know, it, it might not happen. That, that stuff happens sometimes. I know you know that, Nathan. I do. Um, but yeah, it's been very illuminating, the whole process. And we really want it to be helpful, too, so you can go check out everything. And if you're like me in college, you're going to cram the week before the election. You can go find them all at denver.citycast.fm. I want to get to the other big part of this election, which is the city council races. We've had a couple of debates already, and a few of these races are really jumping out, not necessarily for good things. I got to start with this District 9 race. That's the seat that's held by Councilwoman Sita, uh, Candy Sitabaka right now. Paul, what are you, what's well, going on with this race? Well, Candy Sitabaka is a, a firebrand on city council. She is known frequently as the lone no vote. Um, she strikes her own path and she stands up for what she believes in. And that has been controversial. I mean, some people really do not like her and have been waiting for this election to, to vote against her. 
Um, the two people that have stepped forward against her uh, are both pretty interesting in my opinion. There's Quan Atlas, who's worked a lot with Mayor Hancock um, and now runs this Five Points Atlas publication that's affiliated with the city. He seems to have a lot of like, in terms of policies, he seems to agree with Candy a lot, but he's he's more making an argument about like effectiveness, like mm. whether or not, like saying he'll be able to actually like, you know, build relationships and not maybe be the lone vote so much. Um, the other person is Daryl Watson, who's like more of an establishment guy, it seems to me. He's worked in finance. He ran unsuccessfully for council in 2007. Um, Nathan, has this race caught your eye at all? I think the big thing that's coming out of this is the fact that there are already those postcards that were yes. sent uh, yeah. that essentially pegged Candy as being a no vote, like you were saying, uh, and the fact that there is this uh, anonymous group out there sending these postcards to potential voters saying, Candy Sidabaka is this no vote, you don't want to vote for her. It's really interesting. It's not illegal, apparently, because mm -hmm. there is no call to action. Vote for X or do X. Yeah. Uh, and Candy, of course, is all over this and very upset the fact that this is still going on. And uh, no one has come forward. We don't know who has sent these. Of course, there's some good ideas, I think, uh, that maybe you've seen. I have a guess, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think that just shows that these races are going to heat up and it's become, it's starting so early and that these cards are coming out, these postcards are coming out, that people are going to be wanting to be involved um, because you have the, the golf course issue downtown. Mm -hmm. And what will become of that open space? Will it remain open space or will become a apartments and, and, and parks and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, if I were to guess where those mailers came from, it's, I would say it would stem from the Park Hill golf course fight. She has been such a vocal opponent of that development plan. Um, and these mailers, what they're saying specifically is that she opposes affordable housing, which is just so overly so simplistic yeah. and <laughs> false. It's just, it, it's it's insulting, honestly, to the voters' intelligence, that the way that, that those mailers are framed. So I think pretty easy to dismiss, but that's been the argument from the developers is that that redevelopment will bring affordable housing to the area. It's a lot more complicated than that, as we've talked about on the show. She's pushing back. But the takeaway is this is a really interesting race. It's heating up already. I think that one is going to be really, really hotly contested and and fun to watch in yeah. the next couple months. Most yeah, definitely. yeah. It's so interesting to see this kind of dark money influence creeping into city council races. I, I expect it at the presidential level governor's races, things like that, but wow. Right. And of course, we see it everywhere in school board races. I mean, yeah. all the way down to like, you know, coroner, I'm assuming. You know, just that's just the way things are going. You have these, yeah. these you know, high influencing, mm -hmm. you know, money coming into these races. Yeah. Yeah. What about the, uh, this at-large seat? Anything interesting happening there? At-large is, an, is another one that's a bit of a free-for-all. There's a lot of candidates. Um, there's two seats up right now because um, both of the incumbents are leaving and there's a lot of people involved like a lot of these people I've never heard of don't know anything about Will Chan Dominic Diaz Tim Hoffman Travis Laker Leaker I don't know I assume I'll learn more about these people as the time goes on what's jumped out to me about this race one there was a debate this week housing seemed to be a huge issue um, but it's it's a couple of candidates in particular that are running that I feel like have a little bit more of a leg up. There's Penfield Tate, who's part of this political dynasty here on the front range. Mm. His, his One of his um, relatives was mayor of Boulder. He's been a huge per, um, opponent of the Park Hill golf course fight, one of the leaders of that group. And then also this other person, Serena Gonzalez Gutierrez, who I didn't really know her story, but I learned recently she's the 
granddaughter of Corky Gonzalez, the Chicano oh, right. leader. Wow. Which is, you know, so that's a political dynasty in this city. That's a huge advantage yeah. for her. She's also been a, a state representative for a few years now. So and she also got the endorsement of outgoing at-large council member Robin Kanich. I don't know well, if there's a favorite in this race, but if there was, it's her. For sure. Uh, Sarah Parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this really interesting. I was doing some research with, with Denverite. And the fact that this at-large candidate wants to uh, essentially talk about moving away from big roads surrounding downtown. Uh-huh. And also potentially talk about doing another cover over I-25 in the Highlands. So you know there's a cover over uh, the interstate in Globeville in Hilaria Swansea yeah. where they've got like a, a a football field and things like that. Yeah, a brand new she, park. 100%. Mm-hmm. She's talking about she would like to put forward a proposal to do that again over the Highlands. And you know exactly where that is, where you've yeah. got the, the, the road, the bridges crossing there. I found that super interesting. Like way to make yourself kind of stand up in this, this uh, so many candidates in the field by saying, I want to cover. That's it. That very visible, very easily visualized, tangible plan. I found it very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) That's an interesting proposal. I want to hear more stuff like that. I want to hear big ideas. I think you're going to hear those with the candidates, you know, where there's so many in the field, you've got to do something that's going to stand yourself up and say, let's make the news real, you know, the, mm-hmm. new, the news cycle. And I think that's one of the ways to do that. Yeah. Well, I'll reiterate the call that I, Patty Calhoun, Westward editor, was on a few months ago. We agreed, make us laugh. That's what I want from these candidates. I want some jokes. I want to know you have a sense of humor. That's the number one thing I'm looking for. Stand-up comedian. Uh, agree. Wasn't, wasn't the president of Iceland one time a stand-up comedian? I don't know oh, if that's that true or not, oh. but just like... Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Ukraine's president, exactly. Ukraine's yeah, president was a comedian as well. Yeah. Well, I do wonder, though, if you're onto something here, because it feels sometimes to me that people aren't that engaged with races like this when you've got candidate, you know, a, an election for senator, governor, president. People are super pumped and they turn out not so much with city council. I mean, Nathan, are you getting a sense in your work that people are engaged this time? I think people need to be engaged this time. There is so much going on. The fact that there is this open mayor's race, uh, you've had uh, the same mayor for so many years, and of course people tune out for that, but now there's an open field of candidates who, like you're saying, have to stand up and have to do uh, what they can to get themselves you know, noticed. I think you're seeing big money come into this, this mayoral's race, and I think the same thing for uh, city council. Okay, well, let's leave the politics there for now. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, something fun, some fun ideas for romance this Valentine's Day. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is, like, surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. And we're back. I have exciting news for fans of romance. Valentine's Day is coming up. It's on Tuesday. You can tell how very into it I am. Are you not? (laughs) No, I'm not. Hmm. Never have been. 
Nathan, I really wanted to bring you on to talk about this because you are one of the most romantic people that Aww. I know. Thank you, you. And you're such a good planner. Yes. I thought you'd be fun to have on for some tips. Before we do that, though, we can't not talk about this story about an alleged swingers club. <laughs> like, yes, love is in the air. It's also in an office park in Centennial. <laughs> And this is, it's called The Office, which I think is brilliant. Honey, I'm going to The Office. Okay, great. Don't, don't forget your, your travel mug. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your keys in the basket. Yeah, if you missed this story, it is in our uh, Thursday newsletter. Hey, Denver, you can check that out. But according to the Denver Post, the suburb of Centennial has filed a lawsuit against the owner of The Office, a sex club that the city says is operating in a part of Centennial that does not permit sexually oriented businesses. What is going on at the office? People are having Even a good time. People are having a good time. They're being themselves. Yeah. Expressing themselves. Apparently, you can, I read this story, you can pay $1,000 for a very specific office in the office oh. to do what you may. I hope they maintain <laughs> the whole like office thing, the whole office theme throughout the entire concept of the, the literal business. theme from the office plays when you walk into the <laughs> oh, well that too that would be yes nice. uh, but like who gets the corner office who who's in the conference room today but i love that centennial isn't like upset about the theme of this place it's just it's in the wrong place you can have it on the east side of i-25 assigned but this is on the other side and you can't have a swingers club Right. On this side of I-25. We're fine with it, just not there. A yeah, hundred yards away, we'd be totally <laughs> fine with it. The, the oh, yeah. nature of the violation is so boring, it makes you think it's part of the theme of the club. <laughs> exactly. It is so bureaucratic. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I know you were looking at this story. What, what are some of the things that people might see uh, apparently peering through the windows if you're a reporter? To, oh, to, like, that's classic reporting I love right This was, I mean, yeah, big up. Let me get the, who, who wrote yeah, this story. Okay. This is John Aguilar. Oh, yeah. Um, actually went to the office and, you know, it's apparently it's pretty obvious when you look in the window because you can see a whiteboard that says things like... Uh, uh, $25 for a single female, $50 for a single male, $50 for couples. Interesting yeah. pricing scheme. Um, it's more at the door. And then the best part, please change your own sheets yeah. with two underlines. <laughs> I, I bet they've had experience with that. Uh, someone didn't change their sheets again. Yeah, please handle this yourself. I. It's so interesting, the office culture, you know, generally we know don't microwave fish at the, you know, in the break room. Please change your own sheets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a good rule for both. I yeah. think so. Anyway, whether your Valentine's Day plans include the office or not, I want to talk about Valentine's Day with you, Nathan. I did allude to the fact that I am not super into it. My husband and I just, we decided early on when we were dating, we're not going to make a big deal out of some of these holidays. And it's a lot of pressure sometimes. Got to have the perfect thing to do. Um, Paul, are you a fan of Valentine's Day? Do you celebrate... If it's on a weekend, my mm-hmm. wife and I will go out. This year, mm-hmm. I don't think we will, but we did something last week that I think was a great romantic activity that I do want to recommend. There is a nationwide blood shortage happening. So if you want an activity that is straight from the heart, go give some blood with your loved one because people need it right now. And honestly, it is a great activity to do together. You That's can have a little beautiful. race. Whose whose blood is coming out faster? Squeeze each other's hand so you can get that blood pumping. Oh, there squeeze you go. each other's hand. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really nice thing to do together. And the phlebotomists yeah. are always like there and game and having a good time. And phlebotomist. 
My and favorite word <laughs> of the day, phlebotomist. I'm it's f- dinner and a show, too, because you get the the snacks afterwards. You can have a, a apple juice. crummy chocolate yeah, chip just cookie. Just add some champagne to the apple juice cup, and you'll be good to go. You'll be on the floor, but you'll be having <laughs> <Yeah>. a good time. <laughs> hey, I love Chips Ahoy. That seems to be standard post-donation fare. I wish it was Chips Ahoy, Aaron. Oh, it wasn't it's that It's not as good as Chips Ahoy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one rung down. Ahoy but. Chippy. <laughs> the, the Schweppes version. <laughs> Nathan, how about you? What is your relationship with Valentine's Day? It's it's fraud. It's it's a whole thing. Uh, you know, my husband and I, we've been together, oh my gosh, 20, <laughs> nearly 24 years. We, you know, in Maryland, we went to a restaurant together on Valentine's Day and it was like packed. Everyone, of course, was there for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And this woman was coming around handing out roses, right? And clearly, every woman got a rose. Mm-hmm. And then they come to me and my husband, William, and she just kind of sits it in the middle of the table <laughs> and backs away. <laughs> and it was like, I felt the entire restaurant was just waiting to see what would happen. Huh. Most embarrassing meal I've ever had. But that kind of turned me off for years to Valentine's. I can but imagine. then, you know, yeah. we we've kind of gotten back into it and and you know, but we don't go on Valentine's of it, you know, typically just because we do it like a week before or a week after cuz hmm. it's just it, especially in Denver, yeah. I was looking the fact that there are Valentine's Day packages, oh, $150 a person plus $90 for wine. Oh, and it's only available at 9 p.m., right? <laughs> right. I can't imagine, you know, especially, you know, being romantic at my age at like 10 o'clock at night going to dinner until like 11 or 12. Uh, and so we do something uh, during the during the week before Great. or after. Yeah. Oh, that really does take the pressure off to Im- impress with the perfect evening. But no matter what day you do it, what is your ideal kind of Valentine's Day date plan? Yeah. How does it roll out? I think since I'm back in Denver now and I love being in the city, uh, it's going mm-hmm. to the old places I remember when I was here years ago, uh, Cooper's Lounge at Union Station. It is above nice. the terminal bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. It is super chill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people don't really know it's there. You don't. You have to kind of go down a side hall and then upstairs and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's literally over past there. The past the Swingers Club. Past the Swingers Club, right? <laughs> I remember getting lost in the back stairwells there at the Crawford Hotel. Can we tell a story real quick? (laughs) Please. So uh, do you remember this? Yeah. You and I were there on the pre-grand opening of the Crawford Hotel. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I were were recently married and we had a a big old party planned and they're like, yeah, we're sorry. Uh, We're not open yet. So you can't come. And I'm like, well, I'm inviting at least four or five friends. So four of our friends, we were able to take over Crawford. Uh, Union yeah. Union Station, and I believe that we wanted to try um, singing in the stairwells to see how it would sound because, of course, it's it, the reverb is incredible. And it then it was amazing. It was amazing. And then we went. Does anyone remember which door we, <laughs> we came out of? We. Because it was but, just us. It was a half-filled hotel. It was just <laughs> us. There was no. It was no one around. The place wasn't officially open, and we were just having a great time. Anyway, yeah. that's why I love you know Union Station. I love mm-hmm. these places because it's such a big part of my uh, my Valentine, my love life. In yeah. A sense. yeah. I think that's a great way to celebrate something that is meaningful to you. It's kind of sad though if a place you used to love isn't open anymore. Um, do you have any? recommendations for people who maybe are going to try to try to book something last minute or can i take this one yeah, i got one please best valentine's day i ever had my yeah. wife and i got a heart-shaped pizza from papa john's 
awesome. Nice. Heart-shaped awesome. pizza. Is it just, do they cut it in half and kind of cut it into that shape? How does this happen? They, they pulled the dough, and the geniuses at Papa John's have figured out a way to bake it so it it stays in a heart shape okay afterwards and it is it tastes the same but it is awesome and they're doing a heart-shaped pizza baking class on valentine's day at one of my favorite new pizza places joy hill on south broadway comes with some wine Sounds like a whole romantic affair. That's my recommendation for folks this year. And there, there are spaces available still? I have no idea. I hope there are. <laughs> that I is the biggest are. thing. Oh, sorry. Uh, color me 0% surprised that Paul's ideal Valentine's Day comes with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> He's our resident yeah, pizza you know fanatic. Me. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, hit us with a few recommendations. I'm thinking food. I'm thinking drinks. Uh, One of my favorite places that I'm going to go for drinks, if I can get in, mm-hmm. is BNGC. That's that speakeasy underneath the House Salon Hotel in Cherry Creek. Have you heard of this place? No. It is yeah, amazing. So basically, more. it is a literal speakeasy in the basement of this hotel. You walk behind the House Salon Hotel. Okay. There's a doorbell, a very ornate doorbell. You ring it. Host comes up, takes you into the basement past uh, steam vents and past electrical boxes and opens this door and you're in this 1960s speakeasy. It is the most amazing thing. You used to only be able to get in with the telephone number and you texted saying, hey, I need two seats at Hmm. this time. Because someone on TikTok in the Denver area did a video of it, it's gone insane. Mm. And so now they have a reservation system where you can go to their website, BNGC, uh, and it is one of the best places. I recommend sitting at the bar, uh, talking to the bartender. They'll basically plan your whole evening out. They'll make drinks for you on the fly, whatever you like. It is a great time, and I highly recommend it. That sounds very cool. That's a great pick. Yeah, I love that. Never heard of that place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I have none because I'm not celebrating Valentine's Day. I just think it's kind of stupid. (laughs) You're going to sit at home and watch Netflix. Netflix and chill. That is is Valentine's-ish. You're right. You're right. And I think it's special to us. We'll be in our PJs and this is is the life. (laughs) That sounds sad. It's not. I promise. (laughs) Hey, we are going to take another super quick break. When we come back, we'll have some great things for you to do this weekend. Cool. We're back, and it's time for the official CityCast Denver maybe for your weekend, as in maybe you'll see us there. Because as usual, there are so many cool things happening all over Denver this weekend, and we have opinions. Adrian Gonzalez rounds up his best bets in our newsletter, Hey Denver, every week. He's here right now to give us some of those top picks. Hey, Adrian. Good morning. So, guys, it's been 25 years, and it's time to settle the debate. Okay. Okay. Does Jack fit on that door? So it is the 25th anniversary of the movie Titanic of its release, and so they're re-releasing it in the theaters. I saw people were debating this. Yeah. Yes, it'll be back in theaters uh, starting today through I think another couple of weeks. Um, the weird part is that they're re-releasing it in like 4K, which is great. You'll get to see you know even more of Young Leo, but it's also in 3D, which is my personal nightmare. Uh, bring your own blanket and door. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure I can handle 3D watching that ship go down. I really don't know. Titanic rules. That movie's so great. I revisited that a couple years ago. I would love to see that on a big screen. Also, here's a little treat. You could see Leo as old as the women he dates now. <laughs> oh, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. Oh, uh, maybe he deserved to not fit on the door. Oh, ouch. Maybe. <laughs> Leo, call me. 
That's okay. No, no, no. Call me. I think we're all too old for Leo. All right. That's, what that's else we got, true. Adrian? Second event I've got for you is the uh, seminal document is at the History of Colorado, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo just opened last Friday. So I got to see it uh, the morning that it uh, before it opened. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you live somewhere in Colorado, which has was affected by this by this treaty. And um, it was the treaty that ended the Mexican-American War uh, and essentially ceded 55% of what was then Mexico, Mexican territory to the United States. So it's most of the West Coast, uh, most of Arizona, a lot of Colorado, uh, New Mexico. Um, so you get to see a few pages of this document in person. Wow, I love this one. I have been meaning to go see this. This this kind of thing is so interesting to me, to see the actual words on the page that a person wrote in 1848 that have dictated so much of the history of this place that we all live now. Um, and just for some added significance of this document, you know, people, you'll hear people, you know, of Hispanic background, Chicanos in this part of the country talk about the border didn't, or I didn't cross the border, the border crossed me. Yeah. That's this document. That's, that's when the border moved. So this is, this is a hugely important um, historical moment and what a, what a joy to be able to see it. Nathan, what do you think about this one? Big history buff? Yeah, no, very much so. I think, you know, anytime you get to see a physical document like that is just amazing. And to just sit there, I will, I will, I will hold the line. If there's, I will sit there and take that in, take that moment in and be like, this Mm -hmm. is an actual piece of history that is so close to a lot of, a lot of what we experience here in Colorado. Yeah, I I do find it really um, invigorating, maybe is not the right word, but to be in a room with history in its tangible physical form is really cool. So, um, yeah, this one, this one, maybe not fun is the word. I, uh, I literally cried. I might cry again talking about it when I saw this document, and um, I still am not sure that it's not that I'm not going to come back and maybe burn it, set it on fire. But say more then. about that. What do you What do you mean? Um, I'm from Ciudad Juarez, which is just outside of the area that was ceded, uh, so it, it remained Mexico uh, when this when this uh, document was signed, but. Having an, being an immigrant, I think you have this experience that being affected by some of these moving borders. I have family mm-hmm. that was affected by this very document. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. I had women ancestors that were affected by this document because they could no longer own land. The land that they owned when this document was signed was no longer theirs. And so they had to marry white men to essentially give them that land so that they could keep it in their family somehow. But wow. anyway, it's, it's, a, it's complicated. It's a complicated mm. history. Yeah. Yeah. So find me with a lighter. <laughs> but let's turn it up a Thank little bit. Thank you for sharing yeah. that, Adrian. But no, yes, we you. want some fun weekend activities here. All right. A different kind of destroying uh, vibe here. We've got the Monster Jam in town this weekend. <laughs> Hold on. I have no idea what this, that is. Is this monster trucks? 12,000 pound monster trucks jumping around. Yes. Uh, it's, yes. Jumping, I'm, driving, jump. flipping. Yeah. What is, Aaron, this is, have you been to one of these things? What, what? I, I grew up in Ohio. You know what passes for entertainment sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have not been to this particular event, but, you know, it usually it's these giant trucks that people have, you know, built to these insane levels, giant tires. They drive them up ramps. They jump them. They drive them over cars, crushing them. There's usually demolition derbies. It's... It's ridiculous, you know. I guess I would liken it to throwing axes or smashing plates for fun. It's a great Valentine's date. <laughs> Highly yeah. recommend. 
Is this is this up your alley, Nathan? Giant trucks flying through the air? Right. <laughs> no, not, not so, so much. much. No, hey, I'd go for just the people watching. I think okay. that'd be yeah. fun. Wait, Adrian, where is where this? is this? Yes, like, I need to know. Uh, I believe this is a, go. Yeah, I believe it's at a uh, ball arena. So they turn it into a whole spectacle at ball arena. And it, what I like about these, I've I've only been to one, honestly. And I, I I do I'm a car guy, but this is way on the other side of it. What what's fun is that you actually get to meet the drivers. You can go up to them, touch the trucks. They have something called a pit party where you can uh, get up close to the drivers and have all kinds of other fun events. So you can destroy some stuff. They won't let you in the trucks. but hmm. that, that would make it perfect. Now that you mention that, that I would like to do that. <laughs> I would like to try driving one of these. And this trucks. is at the ball arena? At the ball arena. So, inside? Inside. I, so how do you get like the sand in there and the dirt and the track and... It's a whole... I'm just going to go to see that. (laughs) Technically, how to do that. I'll talk to the guy being like, how did you do this? That sounds like you, Nathan. (laughs) Not so much for the trucks smashing into each other, but I don't know. Seriously, it actually can be kind of dangerous to you if you like that element of risk. Flying tires and things like that. Flying tires, rollovers, yeah. Hmm. All right, what else we got? All right. Uh, Since I can't say the name and neither can uh, Flight Co. Tower, they have a superb owl all-you-can-eat buffet for $20 for Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, there, I said it. <laughs> Super <laughs> Bowl. The big game. For big game Sunday, Flight Co. I've been meaning to go over there. Ever since uh, Punchbowl Social closed from that building, I wanted to see how the brewery would adapt the old air control tower at, uh, at the old Stapleton Airport. That's such an interesting and iconic building. It, it's, it seems like a good fit for a brewery there, and I, I would love to see that. Hmm. It's a very cool space. I went there yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, there's a bowling alley. They left the bowling alley in there so you can go bowling. Uh, and uh, definitely the the uh, airline, airplane memorabilia that's out there, it's super cool. You walk in, and there's a, a model of, a, of an old Frontier Airlines plane. Oh, nice. It's just super cool. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that place. You're an av geek. I am so an av geek, yeah. So am I. I yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of that. And it's just the Stapleton you know the mm. old tower uh you can't go up in the tower of course because mm. that's unsafe i mean it only fits like three or four people up there oh, challenge yeah. accepted so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> can they stop you from going in that's right. the question um all right so we got the titanic re-release we got the treaty of guadalupe hidalgo we got monster, monster trucks mm-hmm. we got football, <laughs> football you can brunch. gamble on the game and gamble on your health with an all-you-can-eat buffet <laughs> I like I mean, those odds. I kind of feel like I'm kind of leaning towards that buffet. That seems really fun. And I want to see that building too. Yeah. How about you though, Nathan? Where are you leaning? I think I want to see Titanic. Titanic re-release? Yeah. That's what you're yeah. Aaron, uh, how about you? See, I'm kind of intrigued by the flight co because I, I, I want to watch the game. I don't mm-hmm. have access to cable or whatever. So, huh. Hmm. I think that sounds fun. And I want to see this building. Mm. I want to see this memorabilia. So you're going with flight co? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need a consensus, though. We can only pick one. Yeah. There's only one. Maybe uh, will be there. Which will rise to the top. Adrian, how about you? How do you feel? I'm I'm for you know for the Super Bowl. I think I'm not usually watching the Super Bowl, but in this situation, I like I like when it's eventized like this. I, I'm gonna try to eat. They also have something called walking tacos, which if you don't know, you get a little bag of chips, usually Fritos, and put all kinds of things that you would put in a taco. This is a, a, speaking of street food and street tacos. You oh, just yeah. throw in ground meat, salsas. It's delicious. Well, that kind of again, gamble on your health. Walking tacos Walking changed your mind. my mind, yeah. Okay. I think we got I our answer we got here. Do. The big game brunch buffet <laughs> at Flight Co. Brewing. Yes. There you have it. 
there you have it. Of course, there's way more where that came from, Adrian. You've always got plenty more recommendations in our newsletter, Hey Denver, which you can subscribe to right now by texting Denver to 66866. Well, Adrian, Paul, Nathan, thank you so much. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Paul Caroli, Lizzie Goldsmith, and me, Erin O'Toole. Adrian Gonzalez writes our morning newsletter. Our host, Bree Davies, will be back soon. Our music is by Los Mocochetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver, and tell your Valentine about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866 and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you next time. Um, Nathan, your trip in was good. It was good. Yeah, traffic was wonderful. You two maybe both want to get a little closer? Okay. A little closer to the microphone? uh, Oh, oh. Or to each other? You know, we're... How's that? Is that better? Okay. Yeah, that's better. We used to work very closely. We did used to work very closely. (laughs) I will say... Huh? The old team back. The old team back, yeah. Yeah, KUNC. Band. Band's back together. Band's back together. (laughs)